<laughs> it's Tech Talk with Rob Chang from PCmatic.com on Talk 94.5. First you infected my dad's PC, then you got my wife's. I cleaned up your ugly mess, now won't you out of my life? No, you don't. How can you RPCs? No, you don't. Give by a security. Joining us right now from PCMatic.com is Rob Chang. Good morning, Rob. Morning, Litz. How are you? I'm good. I, I just come, got back from traveling for the last three or four weeks. I was going to say. Uh, back been, in Myrtle Beach. I've been saying you're, you've been globetrotting. Where have you been? Any Anything business-related we should uh, ask you about? Um, it was no, actually, none of it was business related. I, I was in Europe for a while, for a week, and then nice. I was in uh, Rio de Janeiro for three weeks. Oh, okay, great, because that's where your wife is from, Brazil, right? Yes, oh, yes. So so we met. We have, and I, I worked most days while I was there, um, mm-hmm. but uh, then in, in the evenings, you know, I'm in a different place uh, with my family and awesome. all my wife's friends and so forth. Oh, all right, and her family. Fun stuff. Good. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, and and we didn't get to really uh, prepare together uh, for this interview, but I wanted to ask you something about uh, news that came over today that the U.S. US has unmasked alleged Conti ransomware operatives, and they're now offering a $10 million reward for information related to five people believed to be high-ranking members of the notorious Russian-backed Conti gang. Did you hear about that from the U.S. Uh, State Department of Rewards for Justice program? I have not heard about that one. Um, so that's uh, that's good news. Okay. Uh, although I'm going to say that that I means when I hear things like that, I mean, it's five people. I mean, this is an ecosystem that, as you know, they make more and more money. They are, mm-hmm. There's probably a million people there. So they got five out of a million. Wow. I mean, it's certainly not going to shut it down. I don't even think view it as being, well, it depends. I mean, there, there's numerous issues here, right? So just because mm-hmm. they have a reward out for them, they know who they are, doesn't mean that they're going to bring them to justice in any way. You don't sure. know whether they're going to end up in prison, whether they have to pay fines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to imagine, uh, or even whether they find them at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, they this have is kind of like one little baby step, you know, into mm-hmm. doing it. And even if they do, do get all those things, they got like five out of a million people. Um, well, the thing that I was and, kind of thinking about was they always tell us they can never catch these people, and now they have like images of them and photographs, and they say that they carried out uh, more than one thousand ransomware operations targeting law enforcement agencies, EMS, nine one one centers, and that they infiltrated twenty seven government institutions in Costa Rica, and that we were talking about that last time. Right. Oh, to be clear, I mean Connie is a big one. I mean, Connie is one of the larger ones. I mean, they, they come and go in waves. I mean, and, but Conti, as right now, is one of the bigger ones. If you remember, there was WannaCry before that where there was not Petcha, and it goes on. But, uh, you know, in current times, that, that that is one of the larger ones. So do you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, though, the most interesting part of this story, it was uh, a disgruntled Conti member that led to them being all unmasked. And that's wow. what we need more of. We need these type of inside insiders um, that he leaked over 170,000 internal chat conversations between Conti members and the source code for the ransomware itself. Pretty big. Wow, that's interesting. That That's a good way to get to him, though. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, the thing that, that we've talked about is actually the other side of it is where, you know, the, the ransomware makers are going after insiders inside the United States, you know, and they're having quite a bit of success doing that. So it never really occurred to me that, you know, our government can go after insiders and try to get them to flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, For $10 million, uh, hey, <laughs> it might be worth it. So, Rob, what what is on your plate? What are you working on? Share. Okay, share. well, numerous things. Um, one, um, I, I want to tell everyone, so SHI, and this is while I was gone, but SHI was hit with ransomware. SHI is the second largest reseller of cybersecurity products in the nation. Oh, my gosh. So the largest one, we all know who they are. They're called CDW. They have commercials. They sponsor golf tournaments, all that kind of thing. That, they're the largest one. But number two was called SHI out of New Jersey. Wow. And they um, they got hit with ransomware. They were down. Their website was down and everything. Jeez. And actually, the funny thing about this, I mean, aside that from didn't that, even make the news. <laughs> it's like crazy. It doesn't even make the news. I mean, these things don't even make the news right now. They, but they were down. I mean, and you know, we're doing business with them. Oh and, and they're saying, well, you know, we're way behind right now because they had no email. They had nothing. Mm. And so it really makes, you know, and this for me gives me pause. As I've been saying, like one year ago, Arthur Anderson, not Arthur, Accenture, they got hit. Mm-hmm. And before that, Kaseya, right? These are names that most people yeah. don't know. But, but now, I mean, the, 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 the people that are running cybersecurity and selling the products and making all the money off selling all these products are now getting hit. And it doesn't even make the news. Wow, that's how do you? How does a company like that recover from something like that? Same way. So um, it does not look like they pay the ransom. I mean, so they're 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 doing everything. They were down. I think they're back up now. So they're they're recovering. You know, and, and I when you talk about you know their their name and everything, I think things just keep on going. I mean. Mm-hmm. People will just keep on buying. They got to buy from somewhere, so they're going to keep on buying from SHI. I don't think there's any long-term, you know, ramifications to SHI of this. Mm. I wanted to ask you, and we're speaking with Rob Chang of PCMatic.com. I also saw saw an interesting article, and I'm sure you can confirm this: that the healthcare sector is the hardest hit out of any um, of the you know, I guess the categories or fields of um, cybersecurity. So, I mean, is there anything um, coming from that that, you know, you wanted to share about um, if anybody is listening that has a healthcare business or anything like that? Well, I mean, so as you know, um, here, um, Tideless Health got hit in 2019. That's right before the pandemic. I'm going to say December 2019, Tideless Health got hit. We talked about that on your show I mean, and and during that time, and actually the White House, and this is you know across the White House um, under the Trump administration, and also under the Biden administration, has come out and said regularly that um, healthcare sector is being hit. I mean, now that said, I don't think that it's fair to say that it's the largest because there are many um, sectors that are go unreported. Um, certainly, things like you know large corporations and small businesses, none of a lot of this doesn't get reported. Mm-hmm. But I do think because healthcare is part of critical infrastructure, that does get reported, along with you know electricity and water and all those things. That um, food is another one that you know that th- those get reported, and so that one th- those um, you know healthcare is getting hit more. But then again, there are a lot of healthcare you know institutions throughout the United States. Mm. But I mean, it, it, if you just watch it, I mean, it, it, it's certainly one to be concerned about. So actually, I figured out a bunch of things, though, about cybersecurity while I was gone. I was looking at 
So I figured out, and actually, if anyone's listening, I mean, here's the problem with cybersecurity. Where the entire thing has to do with that um, the country is spending too much time and energy and money um, on detect and respond. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's all the entire architectures. Let let all let all the ransomware in, let whatever bad people into your network, and we're just going to detect it and respond it. Yeah, that's not and, that's like after the uh, horse has run out of the barn type of theory. Yes, mm-hmm. right, and, and so and so that's so what I've been saying on the show for a long time: prevention. But there, mm-hmm. there, it goes one step beyond that because before you can prevent, you need to identify. Mm. And I was analyzing the NIST framework, and that's the number one thing that you're supposed to do is identify. That means you're supposed to know. Who's supposed to be on your network? What devices are supposed to be on your network? And what software is supposed to be running on your network? It starts there. Okay? It starts there. And if you talk to almost any IT person, they don't, they know sort of what uh, people should be on their network. But if you ask them what software should be running on their network, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And then if you ask them, and, and this is coming from this from NIST now, right? So almost everybody is not in compliance with this framework. And to help people understand, I was thinking about an analogy about your house. And you're thinking, all right, well, in your house, you're not always worried that someday everything's going to be gone from your house or anything like that. That's because you know who's supposed to be in your network. And you also know what's inside of your house, right? And so, you know, in my house, there's my wife and my two kids, you know, and then then those are the people that are supposed to be in my house. Mm -hmm. It starts there. It has to start there. And um, imagine now that you say, well, I don't know who's supposed to be in my house, but that's okay. I'm just going to let anybody into my house that I want, that, that wants to come in, and I'm just going to monitor them all. And then if they start to do something funny, I'm going to kick them out. That's that, and that, that is actually analogous to what cybersecurity is in our country right now. Wow. It's we let everything in. But I said, wait a second, but that's not what NIST is saying. That's not what NIST is saying. NIST is saying that it starts there. And and, and if you, it's just common sense. How can you possibly have security in your house if you don't know who's supposed to be in it? Another one is your devices. Like you, as well, I ask you, Liz, how many TVs do you have in your house? Three. Three. So all of a sudden, one day, there's a, another TV on another wall. Let's say it's not even plugged in, but it's in your house. Mm-hmm. Would, would that worry you? No. It's not doing anything bad. Right. It would worry me, right? I mean, because... Is things just don't show up at your house, right? I mean, but but that's the way things are in cybersecurity. Things just show up on the network. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything bad. You just leave them alone. So how do you and, keep your eye on that? Like if something, you know, something innocuous shows up and then you're like, but I don't know why it's there, but it's just there. Right. That. that but that, that, I mean, um, the, the, how do you keep an eye on it? Well, it starts with the same way that you would know. You first have to know what's supposed to be on your network to start with. And, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, certainly on the things that are supposed to be on your network, by and large, you paid for them. Mm-hmm. But if you're a business or anything, anything that's on your network, even on your home network, are all things that you paid for. So you should know what all those things are. And, you, and then if you haven't paid for it and you, didn't, or you don't know what it is, then you just don't let it in your network. But it has to start there with knowing what it is. And we don't. And so, so I, actually, one of my emails, so I, I've been you know, traveling, but I'm going to talk to NIST because I know them really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, we're part of their center of excellence and those kind of things. So I would say they're, they're my friends. And so I'm going to say, listen, the problem here is that the, NIST has made this wonderful framework, but nobody's following it. Mm-hmm. 
And so for them to come out and clarify that how important it is, I mean, uh, the, I think the Biden administration came out just recently and said that government agencies have to follow this framework. But right. This is happening like in the last, but the rest of the country, I mean, they're just, it really is a free-for-all. Well, Rob, um, you know, we're just about out of time here. Um, it, so what is it that you think that people you know, what piece of advice do you do you want to give people? Because it's been uh, quite a few weeks since we spoke to you last. And this this whole thing is changing so quickly. What are what is the message today that you want to send out? Well, actually, all this ties back into our software. So, I mean, a part of our software does is identify. It helps you identify what software is on your network. And then it also helps you. Then, then but by default, then things that are not supposed to be on the network, they get blocked. So all of a sudden, ransomware comes in. Obviously, that has not been identified as being something good, so therefore it automatically gets blocked. It does not spread and things like that. So, so that's where I'm trying to fit it in, saying, like, everyone should be on this framework, and the thing, key part of it is, is our software. It goes right in there and, the, and the, on level one, I call it. So it starts right there is to go and design this thing. And the, the thing that, I mean, right now is kind of like a... But, I mean, it's like air duct together, our cybersecurity. But how would you design it if you could design it all over again? And you, you would do it the way NIST says. You first identify the stuff, and then, then you don't let that in. And then you detect and respond. But, but, this, but now if you've identified all the things that are supposed to be in your network, and everything else is just kind of like anomaly, it becomes a, you know, less, um, the attack surface goes down. And the, the problem, you know, gets significantly smaller. And that's what we want is everything to get smaller. All right. Well, Rob Chang, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you want more information about the whitelist antivirus software, you can go to PCmatic.com. Any last things you'd like to add? Actually, yeah, one thing actually, I'm really excited about. So next week, um, actually, no, it's the week after. That. Actually, it'll be really cool because I'm going to be in Columbia um, the week after next. Mm-hmm. And then I'm meeting, actually, I'll get a tour of everything of the South Carolina Election Commission. So I'm going to start digging into that and understand how elections are handled in our state and ask them a bunch of questions of how, how we are different from other states so we can just learn about, you know, what, uh, there's so much, let's say, hyperbole in the news about elections. So I just want to get all the facts and share that with everybody. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to you in a, in a couple of weeks. Yep. All right. I'm planning on it. All right. Hey, Rob, have you gotten a good response from the commercials? The commercials are actually doing really good. I mean, we're running it, as, as Nick was saying. I mean, I, I've been out, but I do know that they've been running them a lot and that they wouldn't be running them a lot if they weren't working. So, okay. that's, so that's great. That's good news. Okay, very cool. I have so many people, uh, you know, friends and family all over the, uh, you know, the country, and they're like, is this you? And they send me a screenshot. <laughs> it's really kind of funny. The it, question I always get, is that Liz's daughter? Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks we're related. Isn't that funny? It's so, wow. yeah. Actually, I mean, well, I mean, we, we both had the hairstylist do, do your hair the same way, but <laughs> that, that was not the intention. That's, that, that's kind of interesting. Next time we won't do that, yeah. if there is a next time. <laughs> well, Rob, I was just going to tell you, my people are going to get in touch with your people about my upcoming commercials. Oh, yeah. So we'll and, talk about and that And he later. definitely needs a hairstylist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but thank you so much again, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. That's what I was just saying, though. I could be Nick's father. No, that's for you. <laughs> Yeah, right. you could be. What? <laughs> you look Swedish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Swedish ish. said ish. Oh, I know, that's so funny. All right, Rob. Well, take care. It's good to have you back, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay, have a good weekend. All right, Bye. you too.